Hi guys, welcome back to the Earthy Delights podcast. This week we welcome Dominique Frigali, who I first reached out to over a year ago after seeing her on the Jesse Nelson BBC3 documentary on online bullying. Dominique is an actor and a Diana Award winner and ambassador, which for those who don't know is an anti-bullying charity. We talk about the sexual harassment and abuse that she and many other women receive on a daily basis. We talk about men's attitudes towards women and how we can help improve and help women so that tragic stories like Sarah Everett's become less and less frequent. It was a real pleasure talking to Dominique, and I hope that you all take something from it. Take it easy, folks. Dominique Frigardi, welcome to the uh, Earthy Delights podcast. It's been a pleasure have, to have you on. We've This has been almost, feels like two years in the waiting. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but definitely no, more than a year. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? What's the crack? Uh, things have been good. I love that. What's the crack? It's great. It gets, always, it gets everyone like a really good mood straight away. Yeah. Um, yeah no you know what for having a lockdown I've been pretty busy and I feel like not a lot of people are able to say that so I'm very thankful that I can say that um but I was filming on HBO's uh, latest series The Nevers um with Philippa Goslett as the new showrunner taking over from Joss Whedon and uh literally had such a wonderful time filming as a um recurring character in that and that'll be released the end of this month I mean I started filming that though um January like 16th last year oh wow so it's it's gone so it's been ages um so when I finally see it I'll be like oh wow this was a while ago but I can't wait um so yeah I've been working with DBK Studios as an executive producer um with Kobe Adam, who's a CEO of DBK. He is the director of Haircut and um, Noughts and Crosses on the BBC, as well as Top Boy on Netflix um, coming out this oh, year. Right. And uh, yes, yeah, so I've been working with him as exec producer and uh, DBK Studios' main initiative is to enable stories for minority um, talent. So uh, we have right now five shorts that were currently being made by these incredible um, black writers who are telling these stories that are just amazing. They've got so much talent and we're working with Sky Arts with them and they'll be released for Black History Month as well later in the year, which is great. And um, as well as that, I'm working the Diana Award and the Diana Award is an anti-bullying award and organisation set up in the memory of Princess Diana and we celebrate young people and how young people can change the world and I'm a judge with them um, for this year's award winners. And I won my award in 2007, I believe it was. So I've been with them for a few wow. few good years. And uh, yeah, it started <laughs> yeah. off like a while. Like I really think about it. And I'm like, oh, wow. Um, but I started off being nominated and then receiving the award with them for my work on anti-bullying short film because... I myself was bullied and um, so being able to work with them has just been incredible so yeah that's, that's what's it's, it's really refreshing <laughs> to hear someone have loads of loads going on during this time because normally it's like oh you know just uh coping with uh, the lockdowns and you know hopefully we're getting it to the end of it now and <laughs> yeah, for mean, you, you to great. come on and be like actually I've got loads of projects on it's like well, great thank yeah. you we need someone who's busy <laughs> Well, no, I, I don't like to sit still, but I've been in my um, like loungewear like nearly all the time. So having an excuse to not wear that or wear jeans is like so rare. Mm. So, uh, 
Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't worn jeans in over a year, and to be fair, the amount of takeaways I've got, I think I might be have to buy a few new pairs. To be I feel honest, like everyone's so... in that boat. So yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. So you actually, um, you're talking about the Diane Award there, and. Mm-hmm. What, what what so you said you got bullied for it and then you did some short films could you talk a bit more about that and and kind of what that period of yeah. of your life was like sure um so I was bullied from the age of about seven to being a teenager um and the bullying changed over the years so it started off physical um and I was bullied because of how I looked mainly and I think that's with kids that's mainly what it is um mm. it's how you look and if you don't fit in or how look how everyone else looks I mean I was taller than all the boys I was darker skin because the Italian and everyone else all the other girls were blonde and you know blue-eyed and really really thin and I I wasn't mm. and um I remember being pushed over and having my hair pulled and just being called names. And my friends stuck up for me. Like, don't get me wrong, they did stuck up for me. But if you get told that from a young age, if you have that in your head from a young age, you you kind of just get used to that idea and it sticks with you for all for years. Mm. And then when I went to an all girls school, um, it was never physical bullying. It was. Um, over the internet, it was more mental manipulation. And I think a lot of girls, I'd probably say a good 90% of girls have experienced that in some way. Um, a lot of cattiness, mm. a lot of bitchiness, a lot of competitiveness. And especially in all girls school, um, it's natural. You, na- you naturally have that competitiveness with each other. And I was never part of the cool group. I was just someone who was kind of friends of everyone. And, mm. you know, pe- people liked me. I liked people. but. It, I was never the cool one. And uh, mm. at the time, I remember thinking, oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm so weird for wanting to do drama or I'm so weird for wanting to read instead of, like, hanging out with the boys at the old the, 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 um, at the boys' school. Mm. And as I got older, I, remember, like, I realized that what makes you weird, you know, in apostrophe is weird, um, is what makes you different and what makes you unique and the things that will benefit you in the future anyway. But, you know, they, and, and in a way people do say that bullying makes you stronger, but you shouldn't have to go through bullying to be a strong person at the end of it anyway. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy that you say that because anyone who, you know, is familiar with you or who's looked at your CV and kind of what you've achieved over, you know, these couple of years, the actress, um, runner up in the Miss England pageant this that and the other you'd probably be the last on people's list to be like oh if she's got bullied it won't be because of her looks it'll be because of yeah. whatever something else so the fact that do you think that maybe is almost in a way kind of almost spurred you on in the sense of oh I'll show you these like if they're going to bully me for my looks like or I, I entered Miss England um pageants for me were nothing I ever really wanted to go into like it was never a, never a dream for me to go into one and um, I remember watching Miss Congeniality, and I feel like a lot of people have seen that movie with Sandra Bullock. And people joke about it and they laugh and they're like, oh, God, that's so funny. Those girls are idiots. They're airheads. They don't know what they're doing. They're relying on looks. Um, and the pageant world is very similar to that. You know, it, you do have girls who are very airy fairy and um, just in it because they want the social media side fame or, you know, the, 
the reality fame that'll come from some pageants. And there's nothing against that. Mm. But I, I entered a pageant to show that it's not all on based on how you look. And I, I wanted to push mm -hmm. myself. I wanted to see how far I could go with the causes I wanted mm -hmm. to talk about. So I spoke about the Diana Award. I spoke about leukemia care and leukemia charities because my father was diagnosed with leukemia. And I thought using this platform is a great way to promote these um, really significant causes and um, platforms. And I did not expect to get as far as I did. I, I genuinely did not expect that. I've got texts in my phone to my friends saying, oh, you know, I've got through this round, probably won't go through the next. Got through this one, oh, probably won't go through the next. And I was making kind of excuses for myself to like um, mm. not be surprised if I didn't go any further. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it was it was definitely something that I'm happy I went and I went through. I won't do it again. I, it was very stressful. Mm. Being a part of a pageant is probably one of the most stressful things I've ever done in my life. I, I swear, honestly, the women and men who go through pageants, there's a lot to it than people think. Um, but yeah, it was it was a very eye opening experience. I mean, do you, you said that you're really glad that you went through it. And the, the way that kind of we came, well, I came across you, I should say, is um, last year um, before COVID, um, there was a documentary released on the BBC. I think, I think it was on three. I watched it on iPlayer, but um, with Jesse Nelson, formerly now of uh, Little Mix, who, you know, anyone who's aware of her story knows that she's been massively targeted for her looks uh, online, bullying, basically. And, you know, obviously, it's just shocking what she's had to go through bless her um and you had like a little segment on that where you kind of spoke about the fallout of you know being a quote-unquote good looking on social media and your social media profile and how that has actually i hate to say it but like has almost attracted these like horrible guys just to send vile messages to you um yeah if you had foreseen that kind of side um, or that consequence of what, of going into pageants and acting and so on and so forth, would you still have done it knowing what would come? Yeah, because I don't believe that someone else can dictate what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. um, especially men. It is mainly men. I'm not, I'm not just, you know, sticking men in a, in a bubble here in a group, but it, yeah, it yeah. is mainly men. Um, I'm not having them dictate what I can do in my life, especially people who don't know me and, um, going through doing the Jesse Nelson documentary, you're right with BBC three. It was something I had to do. I mean, I got asked to do it by the Diana award and I, there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to do it. Um, and Jesse is one of the most loveliest women I've ever met in my life. She's kind, she's sweet. She's super talented. She's beautiful. Um, but what I sensed about her is that she's also quite a shy person. She was, you know, mm -hmm. she would really wanted to hear everyone's stories and she wasn't putting herself in front. She wasn't saying, Oh, I'm Jesse Nelson, the celebrity. It was just let's hear everyone else's story and let's all talk collaboratively. Mm -hmm. Um, but mm -hmm. doing, doing the pageants and going into acting, I knew I always wanted to be an actor ever since I was little. Um, and I, I have had roles that 
have cast me in the other woman like the mistress um a cheater mm. bitchy roles and those aren't at all like me I'm literally the opposite and everyone who watches anything I'm in they're like oh that's that was not like you you're not very nice in that I'm like I know but that's not obviously me and I think it's sometimes <laughs> of course it is acting and I think there's a lot of I was actually watching an interview with um Josh McDermott, who is playing Eugene in The Walking Dead, and um, he was receiving death threats because people hated his character. And I feel like some people can't tell the difference sometimes between acting and then the real person. And usually actors play people who are completely unlike themselves. And ironically, that's what they're best yeah. at doing. Um, so yeah I, I i would never regret what i've done um because they've made me who i am they've got me to where i am um but i it's i you know it's difficult for people to i don't know get get an idea of someone when you're quite private as well and i i mean i know i put out a lot on my social media i promote my work I promote what I'm doing in my work but I don't really promote personal side of me so if people see this mm -hmm. side of what I do you know they they obviously think that idea in their head but having a private side is also important because what else do you have if you're a person who is literally in front yeah. of the screen for a job um, so no I would never regret what I've done I just wish people would think before they send or say things <laughs> yeah i mean Coop, i mean simple, for sure it, i definitely yeah it does it does seem simple i mean the fact that we're having this podcast is a real shame to be honest yeah the fact that this is the subject of it but it, it i mean i guess the question is for people who because like i said the majority of our audience are, are guys and you know there are some lad friendships who they dismiss um comments or a cheeky cheeky in air quotes pinch here or whatever mm. as a joke and a laugh and you know and this that and the other so for someone who's listening who's like oh but i bet there's nothing really serious like what are the type of comments whether it's online or in person that you have like received you like where is that like why do you feel the need or the the confidence that you can just say that to me and not know me from anything just having yeah. seen my social media or seen my work on the tv yeah um what really gets to me the most is people in the street who it's mainly men. I'm not, I'm talking mm -hmm. like people over 30 um, mm -hmm. who will say a comment or will look at me very, very uncomfortably. Like it makes me feel very queasy um, mm -hmm. or they'll mutter something under their breath. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. If, if I, if you saw this happening in real life and I was on my own and you were the opposite side of the street, I say things, I, I return it back. I say, what do you think you're talking yeah. about? Who do you think you are? And my friends before have said, Dom, you can't say that. I'm like, no, I can say that. If they think they can say what they want, well, I can say what I want then. I'm not nasty, but yeah. I feel like be women have had enough. Girls have had enough. And yeah. This is what I say to my yeah. friends. If you're not comfortable and you feel like it's safe to do so, then say something back. Um, and especially since Sarah Everard, it's, yeah, a lot of people have just had enough about it now. Um, but going back to what you were saying, I, 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 
a lot of boys and men on the street who are respectable, they don't say anything. And if it's like we were saying earlier, if it's at a bar or a club, they'll just come up and be very polite about it. And that's fine. If you, if you see a girl you like, mm-hmm. you want to ask for a drink, ask for a number, then that's fine. Go ahead. And nine times out of 10, it'll be a yes or, and it'll be great or no. And it'll end fine. Like no one's going to come off bad, looking bad in any way. Um, yeah. It's yeah. when people say remarks about how you look um, and they're not nice, like, oh, you look fat here or you could lose some weight or your hair looks gross or, God, you've got spots. That's something to do with you. That's that's something to do with someone else and that's just how they are. And I've always said to everyone, I think, mm. if someone comments about how you look and they can't comment about what you do, that says more about the person anyway, because if they if they're just going on how you look, there's not much substance to them either. That mm. it says more about the person, the bully, than it is about the victim. Mm. And I think what yeah. more men and boys can do is just ensure you're there for your women friends, you're there for your female relatives. If you see someone being rude, say something. Because nine times out of ten, again, the guy won't say something rude if mm. a, another male goes back to him about it. Um, I mean, when I walk yeah. down the street on my own, I get comments. If I walk down the street with my boyfriend, I get no comments. I get nothing. Yeah. And like you said earlier, because you, you were talking about your girlfriend, we shouldn't have to say, oh, I've got a boyfriend for yeah. someone to back off. Yeah, it doesn't have. We don't have permission. We're not um, owned by a guy to do yeah. that. If that makes sense, it it's. Do you know what I mean, it's one of the things to me that it's a real indictment of kind of in general. Because it's not to say that all men are like this. Because we've had the people who said like, not "Well, all. I'm not one of the ninety-seven percent." And it's not saying that, but it's saying, not "Well, you all. will know someone who's in the ninety-seven percent if you're the if you're the three percent. You definitely know someone in the ninety-seven, yeah. and it's." Listen, I think it's such an indictment that, um, you know, like you just said there, if I walk down the street by myself, I get comments. If I walk down the street with my boyfriend, I don't get comments. And what that says to me is that's not out of respect to you. That's out of respect to your boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, we were saying uh, before we started recording, I've been with Louisa now for almost eight years. Um, and so I'm, and I have a lot of, we, I've always gone to mixed schools. So I've always had like loads of girlfriends, mm-hmm. um, as in friends that are girls, I should stress. Yeah. And, um, so what happens is now that I've been with Louisa for so long, these friends, that are, you know, my friends that are girls, they, well, my female friends I should say, they don't see me as a threat or they don't see me as like a guy who may have sexual interest in them. So they are completely mm-hmm. comfortable. I always say I'm like their gay best friend. But what that's meant is, is that I have often had to pretend to be their boyfriend when we're out in a social scenario and they've, I've seen it, I've heard it. The guys come up to them, ask them something. My friends have said, nah, I'm all right. I'm not interested or leave me alone or whatever. The guy persists. I, I don't, I'm not like this guy who tries to charge in there. I always leave my friends to it unless they need help. Persist, persist, persist. And then it comes in and then, cause I don't want to start an argument and I don't want to have, you know, the conversation that we're having now in a nightclub when someone's drunk, it's not really mm. the time or the place. So it's just <laughs> easier for me to say, mate, can you leave her alone? I'm a girl. I'm a boyfriend. 
And then it's always, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry, lad. So sorry, Matt. I didn't realize, didn't realize, didn't mean anything by it. But they're not apologizing to my friend. It's funny that, well, it's not funny. It's indicting that what they do is they apologize to me rather than apologizing to the girl yes. they've been persisting I with for however, yes. however many minutes or whatever. Sometimes it feels like hours. Um, I wonder, has this ever, have you ever seen this happen within your own friendship group? And what I mean by that is not, I'm sure you've seen it with your girlfriends, but have you seen your male friends? do this to other women in a bar or so on where you've gone oh, okay. they've overstepped um, the mark you know what I did when I was a teenager not not now because I pride myself on my friendship group that yeah. they are decent people from what I've seen um yeah. but as yeah as as a teenager and it goes back to what you were saying you know oh you know it's a bit cheeky or it's a bit of a laugh it's a bit of lad banter it's a bit like in between us esque, you know, that kind of feel. Yeah. Um yeah, and I have seen it. And at the time, I won't lie, I probably laughed about it. Do you know what I mean? We probably thought, oh, this is funny. Yeah. Even the girl it was happening to probably thought, oh, you know, this is funny. I'm getting a bit of attention. Um but I think at that age you're still um kind of bubble wrapped about the real world and I think that now the internet has become so much bigger and so much much more accessible to everyone it's uh it's gotten worse and I think for the generation who are 16 17 18 teenagers now it's a lot worse for them than it would have been for our ages because everyone's on the internet and um I look at 16 year olds now compared to what I was like and I was so quiet and, you know, in like, I wouldn't say boo or sorry to anyone. I was not outspoken. Um, where a lot of women and girls are becoming a lot more outspoken quicker, I think, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think mm-hmm. that opens more doors for boys to be very rude and aggressive to them on the internet. Um, and I say boys because real men and i i don't i don't like to say real men because you know you know there's men there's boys and everyone each to their own but you, yeah. you shouldn't act like it's that it's how you define you know, a man isn't it's, it it's how, it's how you define your man it's how you define a gentleman probably is even the better better word yeah. um but yes going back to what yeah. you're saying i i have viewed it and it's 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 something that as you get older you realize more what you're words say have consequences and I think to some people who are saying how these rude comments being just outright um disgusting to girls and women that they haven't matured and I don't know if some people will ever mature because they've gotten away with it and I think Mm. there needs to be consequences to people's actions and it needs to happen yeah I think yeah, it, it I think one of the biggest things and it's the thing that I'm like what I'm an advocate of um is kind of policing our own friendship groups and what I mean by that is guys doing it so girls have enough shit on their on their hands to to have to then try to correct male behavior do you know what I mean and you know the thing with this Sarah Everett story is I think a lot of the press have portrayed as a female problem like oh you know yeah and it's not it's a male problem that the female or at least this is how i see it anyway it's a male problem that females are the victim of but it's not a female mm-hmm. problem and that i think that mm-hmm. distinction is very important because when you 
when you make that distinction and then it changes the onus because rather than it being a female problem, it's like, Oh, what can girls do? Can they, you know, do martial arts classes so that they're better protected or should they have keys through their fingers when they're walking down? Or maybe they shouldn't ever walk down the street alone at 10 PM at night. And this, and then it's like, no, 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 no. We should have it so that a woman can walk down the street, whichever street at any time of the day, completely by herself and that never be a problem. And the only way yeah. to do that is to correct male behavior towards women. And I think, and one thing you were talking about maturity, one thing that I think I've matured in and but it was a conscious decision that I had to make was, okay, if I see my friends do this, I'm going to call them out on it. And it's almost like a, well, because of my family, um, my own experiences, I'm kind of a bit stricter on it. But I have a thing where it's like, it's a one strike policy. Like I'll give you one chance and then if you do it again, the day after, we're no longer friends like that. Like I'm not, we're not going to hang out anymore. And I remember when I started to implement that policy, when I was like 18, 19, cause that's when you start to go out, my friends be, Oh, don't be so boring. Like it's only Billy. Like, you know what Billy's like, like, this is what Billy does. It's like, well, I don't want to be friends with Billy. If Billy does that yeah, shit, do you know what I mean? And, and the fact that Billy sees like, one thing is Billy, you know, rugby lad. It's not his name. I'm giving him a pseudonym here, but <laughs> you know, he would. <laughs> sorry to any Billys. No offense to. I was going to say no offense to any Williams or Bills yeah. Um, but he would like, you know, he's a rugby lad. So he has that rugby culture, and it would be like, yeah, he would do dumb stuff. Like he would shot his own piss in a nightclub, and oh, then try and God. kiss, and then try and like kiss a girl. And, and then, like, if he could, like, kiss the girl, obviously this girl wouldn't know. And then if he kissed the girl, oh, then he'd, like, yeah. look over to us and be like, whoa. And, like, and it's oh. things like that. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, why are you, why do you feel compelled to do this type of shit? I don't understand. And yeah. I've, like, you were saying beforehand with your friendship groups, right, that you would like to think now you've kind of honed your friendship group to a, step, to a point where you don't have to worry about your friends doing that. I like to yeah. think that I'm at that stage as well. But I know that there's a lot of friends who maybe they've been together or oh he's he's been my mate since I was five years old and they feel almost this guilt about either calling him out on his shit or Mm -hmm. just eventually just being like look me and you are no longer mates because we've gone on different paths here Mm -hmm. and I think if we if men had actually the bravery to do that to each other and call each other out on on our own just poor behavior that would solve a lot of problems you know yeah no I agree with this I yeah so I know of men who send other men naked pictures of you know girls they've been with or you know snapchat when i don't know if snapchat's a thing anymore but (laughs) snapchat um selfies uh, private pictures from women Mm -hmm. who have sent Mm -hmm. them to them and they exchange them and you know when i've when i spoke to these people that have been through this um, a lot of responses were, well, that's just boys, isn't it? That's what boys do. Men do yeah. that. Yeah. Sh- should they? They yes. shouldn't do that. That's yeah. some, for a girl to send something like that to someone, you know, first of all, I I don't think anyone should be sending that until, you know, they're in a very committed, very trusting relationship and mm-hmm. you have to complete trust that person. But it's, it's, again it's the trust it's the communication it's that someone's let you see some side of them that barely anyone will see um and then for you to go and use that and just share it about that's disgusting yeah. that is actually yeah. disgusting and i you know what i know there are probably some guys who are listening 
who had done that, have received it, probably showed their mate. And I'm not having a go at them, but I'm saying don't do it. Don't do it because it's not it's not nice. It's not mature. You're you're hurting this girl, whether she knows about it or not. You're hurting her and you're hurting any potential for her future as well. That if it got out, if it got out further. Yeah. And um I believe that I might even be a crime now to to do yeah. that. I'm not sure if that's yeah, revenge porn. And revenge porn. Yeah, it does. So again, you could be in very big trouble to do that. What, just to get the approval of your mates for about two seconds? Oh, well yeah. done, mate. Yeah, great. That's it. They'll they'll think about something else. And I think that's what a lot of people forget when they have this lad behavior. It's like, oh yeah, I'll impress them. I'll impress them for like a couple of minutes and then it's done. And then no one cares. Mm-hmm. So you just mm-hmm. have to think about your con- what you what your actions are doing and then what consequences will come. And I try and say, how would you like your daughter to be like that? How would you like your sister? How would you like your mum? What if someone's doing it but your mum? And um, I hope it goes through to a lot of people. I really do. Um, it's just I know there's going to be a small minority who still won't listen about that. And I feel like that's what needs to be sorted. It's It's that group of people who need to have it drilled into them that it's not it's not yeah. it's not nice it's it's not a nice thing yeah i mean i i maybe i'm more pessimistic i'm not sure if it's a small minority i would maybe even argue that there's a case for it to be the majority that that maybe ha- won't listen to to these types yeah. of comments and take them on board but you know and i'm i'm always i always like to put myself in because I don't like to paint myself as a white knight and has always been perfect and this, that, and the other, far from it. And I know that when you're in a lad environment, when there's, especially when there's no girls around, it yeah. becomes like a one-upsmanship. That's the problem with like, I don't want to say toxic masculinity because that's been so overused. Right. And actually, I think that actually really does bad things for masculinity because I think there's some real good yeah. traits in masculinity that maybe society could I use do. right now. Um, but just in like this macho kind of culture where it's like, whether it's a picture, whether it's a comment, it's how can we one up each other? So first it's like, you know, let's say a girl walks past and she's got big breasts. It's like, Oh, wow. Oh mate, I'll do that. And she give me tip, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, right. Well now it's the next person has to be even more vile. Right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And then it's like top trumps and then it gets to that level. It's the same with pictures. It's like, Oh, you've got a picture. Well, here's a video. And then it's like, oh, well, that's a sure. video of a, of, of a blowjob. Well, here's a video of me doing aim. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And it's just this thing. And it, before you know it, it spirals. And it's not an excuse by any means. It's just an explanation of kind of, because I think for yeah. girls, it, to understand that mentality is, must be so alien. But like that is almost the mentality of it's like, oh, I can't let my other mates think that I don't do this and I don't have sexual relations with girls. So how can I prove it? Well, here, boom, I'm just going to be the most vulgar person. And before right. I got with my girlfriend, yeah. I would say some of these horrible comments. And it was only like, and this is, a, again, this is an indictment on myself, but it was only when I had a girlfriend that I thought, wait, I don't want anyone saying the shit that I would say about a random girl, about my girlfriend, right? Yeah. It's just this protective nature type thing coming in again. And then I had to check myself, but I didn't check myself for the right reasons, if I'm being honest there, because the right reasons would be, I don't want to say this shit because I should never be saying this shit because it's awful shit to mm. say, right? And and the thing you're saying about the mother, the sister, the your um, whatever your girlfriend, like yeah, put it in that anything, perspective. Yeah. yeah, it's like I saw a placard um, 
with someone at the um, vigil at the Sarah Everin thing. And it said, um, she's someone's, and then it said like daughter, sister, mother. And then it just crossed out daughter, sister, mother. And it basically just left. She's someone. Yeah. And I thought that is like the perfect, that's the message right there. Like we shouldn't even have to internalize it to a thing of, oh, well, if she was your sister, would you want someone saying those things? Yeah. It's like, no, 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 she's a human. So maybe yeah. we should just leave it at that. And it's for true. that reason, you, not yeah, say right. horrible shit, you of know? Of course, of course. But and I, what you were saying about the top trumping, the, the mm. lad chat will say, um, to be honest with you, I hadn't really thought of it that way. And I, I, I think a lot of women don't see it that way and I think it's quite interesting the male and female com- conversation we're having right now because I didn't think of it that way um yeah and uh, the the person the girl becomes almost like the object and the whole thing oh, yeah. just kind of looks over in the end of it anyway it's like the whole you know attractiveness of her or the intimate aspect or the big boobs everyone was talking about it's kind of forgotten. It's, it's now the one upping thing that's now yeah. being spoken about. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like the object um, look or something, you yeah. know, it's yeah. It, it's a real shame. And, and I've watched recently, I think it's what, well, at least I watched it recently, whether it came out recently, I don't know, but uh, Zara um, McDermott or Zara Dermot, the um, girl oh, from yes. uh, Love yeah. Island. She yeah. did, she's, kind of similar in the same kind of vein of the Jesse Nelson documentary. She did one similar, um, but about revenge right. porn. And yeah. what really struck me was, um, cause I'll be honest, I can't off the top of my head at my school anyway, I can't think of, or if it happened, it like didn't come into my group chats. I can't really think yeah, of many fine. instances of like, rev- of the, you know, those graphic pictures being sure, sent about yeah. and stuff. But what really struck me in the, uh, in the documentary was how, it was the girl who was made to be the quote unquote slut or the slag. And it was the girl who had all of the kind of vitriol towards her. And yet she just, like you said, she shared it with one person who was probably her boyfriend who she trusted. And then it's that one guy who sends it around it. and he get he gets off scot-free and nothing's ever said about him as a person. But yet the girl who just said, he, really, she only sent it to one person. She hasn't sent it to everyone. And even if she did, it's up to her. But she sent it to one mm. person, but she's getting called a slag. But the guy who sends it round, he he's almost like celebrated. Like, oh, yeah, what a lad. This, that, yeah, and the other. you don't other. even know their name, usually. You no. don't even, like, know their name. It's just, no. like, her name who you get, remember. Yeah. And I think that's what's... Um, again, it's kind of this whole thing of a female problem, right? And it's like, we always... Yeah. We, we always push the salute because I think basically men don't want to take responsibility and we don't want to be like, Oh, this is our, this is like for us to own and for us to like solve. So if we can make Mm -hmm. the female, the problem here. So in the case of the revenge porn, she's the slag. She's the one who should have never sent it out. Then that absolves me from any crimes or any wrongdoing. Cause yeah, if you're going to send out your naked pictures, well, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? And, And it's the same with like the rape culture of, uh, well, what were you wearing? And you hear that even in courts, All you know, you hear that like, well, what were you wearing? Well, where were you? Well, what time of night yeah. was it? And it's like, yeah. again, we're pushing the problem onto the women to absolve us or to find an excuse for our poor behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder, you, yeah, we, okay. you know, we were, we were talking before the podcast um, about how maybe in the UK, there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel in terms of COVID. And hopefully in April, you guys will be able to, 
resume yeah. some sort <laughs> of normalcy yeah. hopefully mm. with the sarah Evan thing um that's really recent and at the forefront of everyone's mind does that create some sort of anxiety for you to be like oh shit like i've been cocooned here because no one's mm. allowed out and now i'm gonna kind of be back into this just wild you know place where yeah. this could happen to me or one of my friends yeah yeah of course um yeah i well before before lockdown i was single for four years um uh and i i do remember walking home if we it, it was dark or late or whatever with the keys in my hands um mm-hmm. and when we say that it's like the keys in between the fingers yeah um, i'd tie my hair up sometimes as well into like a bun because no one could pull it um i would yeah yeah yeah, i would i would there was like the street i'd go down and then there was kind of like a more of a rougher street to get to my flat Mm -hmm. and i remember like running down there sometimes at night when if it was like midnight or something i was coming off the bus or the tube and i remember like taking my heels off and running down there barefoot um and it was awful. I remember that. And I, I still do. And when I when I go out now, um, even to literally Waitrose, which is like less than a five minute walk from me. It, but, you know, if mm-hmm. I pop out at night just to pick something up, I'm still conscious. I'm still like, okay, let's walk a little bit quicker. Let's let's not look at that dodgy guy at the corner. He might not be dodgy, but he does look right. dodgy to me. Um, I'm not going to make eye right. contact with him or let me right. put my mask on because it will cover most of my face. And right. because I haven't been, because it's been locked down, I haven't been wearing a lot of makeup. You know, I haven't really tried. I feel like a lot of people are just like, here I am, <laughs> this is me. Um, yeah. So I, I still, it surprises me when men make comments when I'm just like doing normal things. Like I'm not wearing a revealing dress. I'm not showing anything off, you know, what they could blame. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wearing mm-hmm. joggers. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's something that I've haven't even thought about of um and that's when it annoys me because I go out and I don't expect to get yelled at but it's like what it is for a lot of women I've spoken to my friends about this it's the intrusiveness it's the fact that someone is watching you when you're just doing odd jobs or you know having a conversation with friends or it's it's someone that you're not even aware of is looking at you and that's what unsettles a lot of women and whether it's night or day and at night it's obviously worse because there's no visible protection there's no one really around yeah. um yeah. so when i do go out at night if it, it might be different because i have my boyfriend with me now and it, it probably will be a bit different but it, i shouldn't have to feel like oh i've got my boyfriend with me i'm protected mm. to just go out at night but i do feel that way when i you know, if I do want to see my friends in the evening, I try and see them during the day. I try and see them for a coffee. Um, because I don't want to go yeah. on the tube at night. I don't want to walk down a street at night. And I, I hate saying that. I really do. I really hate saying it because I'm, I'm very, I'm a person who likes to do what I want to do and to be limited by someone and told what I can and cannot do by someone who I don't even know by their actions really frustrates the hell out of me it really does um but i have to also look ahead and be like no i'm trying to protect myself so what else can i do yeah what else can i do i'm trying to protect myself here and i remember my granddad um he's from america he gave me some pepper spray i don't know how he got it past 
customs coming into England, but he did. Um, he gave me some pepper spray and he was like, put it in your bag. And I looked up and I was like, can I carry pepper spray in my bag? Because I would have done. But you can't. It's illegal to use pepper spray on people right. in the UK. So if someone attacks me and I use pepper spray, I'll get in trouble. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. Do you know what the saddest thing about that whole, what you've just said there to me is that you, I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you almost, not almost, you excused or you gave explanation. It's so ingrained in you like male poor behavior that you said mm. when i'm wearing joggers and this yeah. that and the other i'm not wearing a revealing dress when i'm wearing joggers that's when it bothers me because blah 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 to the which to me meant but you know that if you wear a revealing dress then that's part of the course like you're accepting oh, it yes. do you know what i mean yeah, and to me that's I, I, so yeah. upsetting that you have to be yeah, like not, course, do you know what i mean but i'm uh, not saying i'm not saying oh if you wear a revealing dress it's your fault you should no never but you just never, know that's, that's that's how it is no of course it's not and, you know, if I go to a restaurant, if, if I go to a bar, if I'm, you know, I can wear the hell I want. I can wear what I want. I don't, like, that's my choice. Then. It's women's choice. It's men's action who are the ones who are in the wrong. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, you know, like you said as well, it's it's ingrained in people with what yeah. you wear or how you look. Mm-hmm. You kind of, like, sometimes men, they'll they'll say, oh, she's asking for it. No, yeah. she's, she's not. She's yeah. taking pride in what she wants to wear. She's yeah. taking pride in her appearance. And yeah, it is. It's ingrained in people. It really is ingrained. And I think it's that, um, you know, uningraining almost, I don't know the right word, uningraining almost of people to get it out of their system and hold, hold men responsible. Yeah. It's funny. It, well, I say funny, it's the wrong word. It's um, This is a thing I think that most blokes don't ever think about because put frankly, we don't need to think about is mm. you were saying these almost subconscious decisions that you make. So for example, you want to see your friends, you go for a coffee rather than going for a wine at night. Yeah. If you want to do this, you wear this, you don't wear that, blah, blah, blah. If you're going to go to um, Waitrose at night, you get a bit of a speed on. You don't just like amble yeah. about, right? All of these things are things that women subconsciously or consciously, they have to make these like check boxes, like boom, 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 before mm-hmm. they do anything mm-hmm. that men have, because we don't get this, we don't get the because you rarely get men, you know, saying horrible stuff to other guys. We don't have to think about this. And one of the one a story that really springs to mind here. I was out with my friend, um, and we were in Madrid. And Madrid, to be honest, as a capital city goes, I feel is like fairly safe. That said, okay. that's also coming from a male point of view, of course. Sure. But you know, even my girlfriend, she's who's lived in London, she says she feels safer here than London. But anyway, okay. we were in walking, and it's like one one a.m., two a.m. So a couple of years ago, which walking like around the Royal Palace. So again, Royal Palace would assume a nice part of town, right? And there's like a little, there's some gardens there and whatever. And we were just going for like a late night stroll. Again, never thought of it. Like never thought of like, oh, well, we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to do that because it's 1am. Mm-hmm. No, me and my mate just fancy late night stroll. We went on a late night stroll. It is yeah, what it fine. is. These two girls came up to us and they came running over. And they were like, 
in Spanish, like, ah, oh, perdón, chicos, habláis, habláis eh, español, habláis español, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and they're like, there's a drunkard over there, basically, he won't leave us alone, can you please just hold our hands, or like, pretend to be our boyfriends, while we walk right. for the next five minutes, so that he eventually just leaves us, and I was like, yeah, of course, no worries, so like, me and my mate just, like, held these, like, two girls' hands, acted as if we'd kind of met them up in the gardens, and walked yeah. off until they felt comfortable enough, whereby they're like, okay, thank you so much, boys, mm. um, you know, then they went on their merry way and it, i remember th- like turning to my mate being like we never have to think about that like ever yeah. number yeah. one and then i thought and then afterwards like months afterwards because it would play over in my mind i thought those girls in a way were really lucky because yeah. m- my friend and myself we could have been complete assholes and that oh, yeah. must have run through their minds as well. When they came up to us, there must have been a niggling doubt being mm-hmm. thinking, Jesus, what if these are even worse than the drunkards? Well, they were pretty desperate. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, do you know what I mean? And it. I thought, yeah. God almighty, I mean, that made me really thankful to be honest, to be a bloke, but then really just sorry for like girls that like, they have to go through this stuff. And that was when it kind of made it real crystal clear how guys and girls, we live completely different lives in that sense where yeah. for us, we blokes, we just do what we want to do when we want to do. There's never any thought about, Oh, am I going to this area of town? What night is it? What time of day yeah. is it? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. We just Track do it. Your roots. Yeah. yeah none of that yeah. stuff. You've never had it. to do it. You've never had to think, this is probably one of the craziest things. You've never had to think, oh, could this hairspray or this perfume um, blind a guy for a couple of minutes while I get away? Like, I've thought, yeah. like, I've had that in my purse. I've been like, oh, can I do it? If I've seen a dodgy person, like, I've literally thought that. And that's insane for me mm. to think that. Um, but it's not as logical to us because we yeah. try and think very logically. Um, but it, I remember this so clearly, this story. So I was at a house party and um, a couple of my girlfriends and I ordered Ubers separately. And uh, she, one of my friends got in her Uber. I was heading, waiting for mine. And I was with two guys and we were just friends of ours. And we were all talking. And I turned to my friend and I was like, oh, okay, get in the Uber safe. And I, and I was about to say, oh, and she went, oh, I'll text you when I get home. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to say text me get home. And we just knew, we just knew to say that to each other. And the guys are like, mm. oh, that's weird. You finished a sentence. I was like, it's not weird. We say it every time we go out. And we do do that. I, you know, I text my mom, I text my boyfriend, I text my girlfriends. And even when I live in LA on my own, my roommate and I, we both shared each other's locations. And we even still share each other's locations still on our phone. Mm. And uh, if I went out somewhere or she went on a date, we'd, and she told me she was coming home. I remember watching her location while it was moving to make sure she got home all right for like 20 minutes. Um, and, you know, I, I shouldn't have to do that, but we do do that. We do do that. And we think logically about it and we've just become accustomed to it and we've become smart about it. You know, we, we do know what we're doing, but it's, it's the male and the men who are, it's the males who are threats to what we're yeah. doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think the difference is, is like you guys think worst case scenario all the time and we just think best case scenario. Yeah. You know, because yeah, we don't have to think to. worst case. Yeah. yeah, and you have to. Yeah. yeah. And it's um 
it's actually really, it's just sad. It's really upsetting when you, when you think about it as a bloke and you think about Christ, if I had to live that way, it's a really just upsetting way to live, to be honest. And it must drain. I can't imagine how much it drains maybe just subconsciously. Cause obviously you're so ingrained in it. It's just such a day to day thing. such a, so normal to you guys that you probably mm. don't even notice it. But I, all I can imagine is a bloke. If tomorrow they just had to live that way for, for a week, they would finish oh, that week drained. Too. Yeah. yeah, I would love them to because I feel like, you know, everyone, you know, equality, everyone says, you know what, like you said earlier on the placard for Sarah, like she's somebody. Yes, we all are somebody. So why don't you experience what we have to experience as well? And I'm not, you know, I don't want anyone to be hurt, but we're all equal, aren't we? So why don't you go through that as well? It's just, but we, women don't, not as far as I know. I mean, look, I'm not going to say we're all innocent, you know, if, um, if I see an attractive guy and my single friends are around, I'll go, Oh look, em- like Emily, go talk to him. Like yeah. go talk to him, like do something. You know, and they'll say, Oh, he's, he's cute. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, fine. But it, it normally doesn't go as far as that, you know, a comment yeah. that we made and that's it. It's not to the next level or extreme about the guy. So, yeah. And do you know what? I think the difference is there as well is that if I'm, if you wanted to say something really vulgar about a guy, I mean, listen, I'm not saying it's the, it's in the best taste, but you could do it. The difference is, is that <laughs> it would be very hard for you to act upon it if the guy didn't want to to kind of let you, basically. Yeah. So you could say whatever you want to say about the That's guy who true. just walked into yeah. the bar. But in reality, unless that guy who's walked into the bar wants you to do those things to him, that shit is not going to happen. Sure. The difference is, and the undertone, which I think most blokes don't f- realise, is that when they say this horrible stuff... They might not ever act on it, but the fact is if they wanted to, they could. And the reality is most women, unless they're kind of, unless they have a martial arts background or something, most women couldn't stop the guy from doing it. And I think that's the key difference there. So whilst you're right is that girls don't make these comments in general, but the fact is even if they did, the difference is they couldn't do the stuff. And so you don't have that undertone of like, of danger. Whereas if a bloke says, oh, I'd love to bend her over and do that and do this. The reality yeah. is if they, fa- if they wanted to, and they saw the opportunity, they could bend that girl over and they could do all those yeah, horrible things yeah. and the girl wouldn't have, couldn't do anything about it. And I think that's like yeah. a real big difference there, which kind of gets um, underplayed or like just completely looked over. Right. And, and yeah, hundred percent. it's a real, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one. What do you think going forward? Like for any bloke who's listening to this and he goes, mm. you know, who's, who, and I commend anyone, by the way, who has got this far and actually has listened to this, because I think that means that they yeah. want to enact change. Because I think it's very easy to see the title of this podcast and whatever and go, oh, it's just man hating and click off, right? So anyone who's got this far, uh, we appreciate you. But for someone, <laughs> for someone who is still listening, like from a girl's point yeah. of view, what would you say to that person that um, who's looking for a way to help, who's looking for a way to improve their own social sure. circumstances. Like what are like sure. a few like tips maybe, or a few like, I don't know, mantras yeah. that they could keep in mind to maybe one by one help this problem. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I think one of the biggest ones is uh, be aware. Um, I, it's so funny that I just have to add this anecdote that happened yeah. for me today before I came to this re- recording. So, um, my boyfriend and I went for a walk and um, really early in the morning, like 6.30, and um, our friend joined us, our male friend. And uh, James and I, my boyfriend, were walking in front and Sam was walking for about a good 
15 feet behind. Mm-hmm. And I saw this guy go past me, didn't think anything of it, like just whatever. And then I turned back and Sam, our friend, was like chatting to the guy. And I was like, oh, maybe he knows him. That's weird. Anyway, Sam caught up with this. And I was like, oh, do you know him? He was like, no. I was like, oh, okay. What was that like? He said, oh, um, no, this guy was like checking out your ass and really staring at it and like making comments. But like not just looking. It was a stare, like an obvious stare back. And he obviously didn't know Sam was with us. And Sam didn't even hesitate. He just went do you like what you see? And the guy was like gibbering a bit, obviously a bit embarrassed. And he was like, oh, just F off Mm. to him. And he did. And Mm. he just like wouldn't look back or anything. And I think that's just a a prime story for like, just be aware. If you see someone doing that to a girl and she doesn't want it, just be like, don't do that. Just a simple comment. Like, don't do that. It it kind of, it helps. Mm. It, you know, it kind of feels like there's someone in our corner. Um, Right. Also, as well, I think what we always said earlier about think before you send or say, I think that's really important. Um, because what you say or send has a really big influence on people, um, like massive influence. And I think if you want to see some really bad examples or no, like good examples of horrible things that could be said to people online, there's Emily Attack's new video with Unilad. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it came out recently. I definitely right, recommend you yeah. watching it because it's so graphic how this poor woman's been spoken to by strangers but it happens like i've had those kind of messages and they're too really too gross for me to say on here because it's it's weird um right yeah that's what i'm saying be aware speak before you say or send and just be a decent person just just be a nice guy you know like you know have fun with your friends joke around but know where the limit is you know, know where that limit is. And if, again, this is the old age, like unwritten rule. If you wouldn't like it said about yourself, don't say it. Yeah. End of like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think the example you gave, cause I was, is one thing that I wanted to touch on before we finished the podcast, cause we are going to wrap up soon, but was, mm-hmm. um, the staring and this and, you know, and, and, um, actually there's a bar just below like my block of flats here in madrid and uh, there was a girl who i don't know she must have been she was younger a fair amount younger than me enough to make me feel wrong for looking at her if you know what i mean so she must have been right. like, 17 or 18 and right. she she was wearing like a, a short skirt very short skirt this that and the other so on the street she stood out because where we yeah. are there's not many young people about anyway so if you're under the age of 35 you stand out anyway but <laughs> What happened was, so she was literally in my doorway to the block, to my block of flats. So I just asked her, could she please move just so I could get in? Yeah. And as I as I did that, I noticed that there was a guy who must have been, I don't know, 45 plus, right. who was, I don't know, maybe two or three meters away from her, full on just staring. And it wasn't even like I'm trying to make it coy. It was, he no. was just stood there. He was just stood there, like, boom, staring at her, right? Yeah. And I'll be honest, I didn't say anything. I felt bad. I, I went, I went up to my house, went, got on with my day. And then later I felt bad. Sure. Thought, maybe I should have said something. But what I thought as well was how, how we were talking about how with women it's ingrained almost in their behavior patterns to kind of think about worst case scenario, right. And do all of these checks that men never think about the yeah. a thing that's ingrained in men. And I've noticed it in myself is we do this thing where we're almost like, 
hyper vigil. Like if we, if a girl has big boobs, you bet your bottom dollar. Everyone on that Metro has seen that girl with big boobs. They've made like a mental check. Like, and right. and it's, and it's terrible, right? It's terrible. Mm. But like, that is just how I think, cause in, a, in, in like men's culture, everything's so sexualized that you just, that that's how you see things. It's awful, right. but you just see things that way. So if I saw a girl, I, the, I'm not going to notice her blonde hair first. That'll be like one of the last things I'll notice. I'll notice her physical features. Like right. has she got really nice lips? Has she got boobs? Has she got bum? Has she got this? Has she got that? Sure. Right. And the thing what I always, why I always try to check myself, which is I think a good way to know if you're trying to change yourself is to check your bad habits is to say, if you notice there's that girl there with big boobs or a big bum or whatever, don't turn around. Yeah. So I'll, I say, and I, this sounds, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be women listening to this going, Oh my God, these bloody idiots. But <laughs> it's so true. Like I will say to myself, so if I, if there's a girl on and I, yeah, you can just tell, can't you? Just like if I walk on, someone can tell I'm not six foot. Well, if a girl walks on, I can tell her they've got a good body or whatever. I, I say it to myself in my own head. I go, don't turn around because like right. my natural instinct would be to turn just like, not, I wouldn't stare, but you'd have a quick glance. And even well, those humans were glances, quite curious. Yeah, but so, the, yeah, but yeah. So I think that's giving us a real. I oh, think I'm not saying that's nice. an excuse. I'm oh heck no. But you know when there's like an accident and you just yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of understand. What you're Do you know saying, what I'm yeah. saying? So I and I always say it to myself, and like sometimes I trip up, and sometimes I do. Like I'll give it a double glance, and sure. then I feel shit, and I'm like, "Oh, you right. bloody idiot! Like you've done it, right?" But I always, I try to always make like a mental check. Like when I see a girl coming up, and it is the worst part is it's not even like if I have to find a girl attractive. Like that's the thing with guys is that we don't do it to just girls we find attractive. We'll just do it to right. all girls. Like that's the okay. worst part, right? So it's mm. like. You ju- if you can just stop it, it makes such a big difference. And I know that girls must, because you can feel when someone's looking at you, even if it's a two-second yeah, glance, you can feel that look, can't you, right? So I, I always think if I'm on the Metro or wherever, if there's 50 men, I don't like... I don't want to be one of those 50 looking at that poor girl. Like I can, I can be, I can go on my phone, distract myself in other ways, but try not to be the guy who turns around. So in that case, I mean, with you in the park, it's like, if I'm, if I'm the guy who's walking, that guy who your friend shouted at, my thing would be, if I check, I'd notice you and I'd be like, well, look, here's a good, good looking girl walking past me. My second, because that's my, initial thought process right my second thought process would be seb don't turn around like you just walk on because it's yeah. so easy to turn around <laughs> yes, and then it is yeah. and then you called out rightly so by your friend right and i think if men can kind of do this mental check whether it's looking around whether it's making a comment whether it's i mean wolf whistling or beeping in a car or any of that stupid stuff because mm. when has that ever worked by the way i mean no it's like, never worked it's never when worked, that it's never ever worked. Work. so never why worked. are you doing it i don't never understand yeah End but yeah. you know so if you can kind of make these mental checks because unfortunately no matter how lovely you are as a person like you're talking about being a decent person i would like to consider myself as a at least a semi-decent person but it's never so ingrained worked. in us to do these mm some of these crass things and it's just like it takes time to really like 
self-check and self-correct and be like and then it becomes a habit then event i'm hoping that in six months time or a year's time i don't have to tell myself don't turn around yeah, i just don't like turn around. yeah like you said yeah Do you know what i mean but i have to get yeah. to that place first and that's a lot of work that i think mm-hmm. most of us can't be bothered to do because we think as blokes what harm can a little like, i'm not going to stare at a girl but a, a little glance like what can that what harm can that do but mm-hmm. when a girl has a thousand little glances throughout a day yeah, i can but- imagine that adds up do you know what I mean? Um, absolutely. No, absolutely. And yeah, you so, you are a very decent oh, person. You are. Oh, uh, well, I'd like to think so. But <laughs> listen, there's a lot of work still to be done here. But um, yeah, look, right. it, it's one of those things. And I think, I think it's just a hard one because I think it's, it's this, to me, the, the, the key of this theme is putting like the shoe on the, on the other foot really. Right. And it's mm-hmm. one of the hardest things to do is to empathize when you have no experience in that yeah. field or whatever. Right. And unfortunately yeah. blokes, even though we have sisters, we have, you know, mothers, we have girlfriends, we have daughters, it's always secondhand experience. Like I've never been looked at up and down on a tube. I'd love to maybe, but it's never happened to me. Do you know what I mean? No one's ever come up to me and said like a crass comment or no one's ever sent me an awful comment on Instagram or any of that stuff. So for me to truly empathize, it takes like a lot of work and a lot of effort because it's just so alien to me, right? And I think if we can just, as men, if we can be a bit more empathetic, that would go a long way to stopping this area to stopping these Sarah Everton stories. Yeah, it will. Because it will, the more people who um jump onto that and become accustomed to it and more aware it means there's fewer people who we have to be worried about mm. um and it, it gives us a little bit more peace of mind so you know it i feel like you know unfortunately sarah everett it, the poor woman bless her heart but i i feel like because of this it has made people more aware and men actively more aware as well mm-hmm. um it just took a really really unfortunate thing for it to happen yeah you, you know what it is i think it's the fact that we can't because men always do this thing where they the counter is always oh it's just a joke so you see it like you know when you see yeah. these screenshots of instagram messages where the girl then like basically replies back and the guy never bargained for that and they go oh it's just yeah. a joke calm down right and when the Sarah Everton story happens, which is so just dramatic and such a, just the worst, worst case scenario, yeah. you okay. can, you definitely cannot write that off as it's just a joke. No, it's right? not. Yeah. So then when it goes yeah. that far, then it's like, oh, we really have to fix up here and take notice because there's no excuses here. There's no kind of just batting this off. It's like, oh, well, you know, it happens type deal. It's well, yeah, like, exactly. this is terrible. Yeah. I don't know if you uh, noticed on your social media as well, when it all first happened, that, to begin with, not a lot of men were, well, on some of the mm-hmm. ones I didn't see, not a lot of men were sharing things about it. And they be- mm-hmm. there came a, um, like a meme or something. And it was like, why are more men, why are not as many men sharing things about it? And it was true. Cause not, not a lot of men knew what to say. And I, under- I do understand sometimes be- because men me- might not want to say the wrong thing. You know, their heart's in the right place. They might not want to talk about something they don't understand. Um, yeah. But by not saying anything, it it's not helping sometimes like you know Mm. just being like i said just be aware like you know even sharing something on instagram that's that's helping that's doing one more that's that's adding one more step to being progressive than it was so yeah yeah for sure and and for people who aren't willing to talk or maybe i mean to out or whatever 
the least you yeah. can do is listen, I would say, right? Yes. Like listen to these women, yeah. listen to their experiences, listen to what their advices are, even though to be honest, they shouldn't be giving us advice on how to improve our behavior. But you know, it's always the way it's just like with the racism debate, why are we asking black people yeah. how we can be better? We should know how to be better, you know, but it's the same. It's the age old story, but if we can at least listen and take on what they're saying, then that will go a long way. Um, Dominique, I want to thank you so much for for your time. It's been really thank good, and um, it's um, been worth the wait, the long, long wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, just before we go, uh, we mm. always ask for just some top tips on how you kind of keep your mental health in check, or help, or, or help improve your mental health when you find yourself going down like a kind of a, a dark spiral. So, sure. are there any little top tips that you do? It can be simple, or maybe yeah. even more elaborate. No, I I um, tend to talk a lot. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't, if I'm having any niggles about negativity or, um, being uncertain about anything I can find in those closest to me. And mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot better at realizing that I shouldn't feel bad about that either, because I know a lot of people don't want to talk sometimes about how they're feeling because they feel like it's a burden on other people. Um, yeah. but those people you talk to want to know they, they care. So they would rather you talk to them than keep it all bottled up. Um, I also really I'm a big advocate that um, having a physical, healthy um, body also helps towards physical, healthy mind, um, mm-hmm. as in like keeping your mind active, physical. Um, so, you know, going for a walk, going for a jog, doing some yoga, um, just, you know, having a catch up with a friend whilst you're having a walk, mm-hmm. I think that really helps. I think it'll help take your mind off anything you're worried about. Um as well as keeping you healthy. Well, thank you so much, Dominique. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Hi, guys. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you haven't already. Every review helps us climb the podcast charts so that even more of you can listen to our amazing guests. We really appreciate the support. Remember to tune in next week. But until then, keep safe and have a good one.